Enemy without compassion, you are hereby contracted to the will of our client, the Immortal Emperor, for the total annihilation of the following persons. Adelaide Frog, Blondie of the Resurrectionists, Flint of the Resurrectionists, Pebble of the Resurrectionists, any of the Resurrectionists' remaining associates or cohorts, with the following additional objectives. Recovery of the Sunstone from Adelaide Frog. You are assigned to collaborate with the enemies without mercy, form, and end. Successful completion of all objectives will earn each of you a well-appointed villa in Capital Crown, one million silver regals, total imperial pardon. Survival is required to claim your bounty. Reinforcements will be dispatched if you fail. Return glorious or die forgotten. Signed, Enemy Without Number. Arden. Hey. You just killed man horribly. Yeah. And found this letter in his breast pocket. Oh, yeah. That's, uh... Arden is just kind of standing there, like, staring down at it with this growing sense of existential horror. Um... There's a lot of things on the letter that you don't like. (laughs) There's a lot of words here. They're extremely bad, up to and including the the imperial bounty that is now on our heads, apparently. Um, Yeah, the the very notion of it uh, makes your stomach turn. and, And Arden is just thinking like, oh, we have kicked a hornet's nest that you could not even fathom the size of. It is... Horrifying, nightmarish. There's just, it's it's bad, y'all. It's bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not great. It's extremely bad. And Arden is looking down at uh this guy she just murks the hell out of, and is thinking like, okay, uh, well, everybody else in the building needs to die, and we need to get the hell out of town, uh, or something. <laughs> so, um, sounds good. Yeah, that's that's the game plan currently running through her head. The other thing that you notice from there, which I'll reiterate also, is that there's other names on this that you don't recognize. Mm. You rec- you figure this is the guy you probably just killed as this compassion guy. Right. And from what you've uh, heard, uh, overheard while you were having your own scuffles, Blondie is currently uh, having uh, engaging in uh, some kind of tussle with Mercy, who's mm-hmm. once again reared her uh, viciously murderous little head. Right. Uh, but there's also two other people mentioned here, uh, enemy without form and enemy without end. And you don't, you haven't seen them yet. You right. don't know if they're here. Uh, I have a bad feeling when we walk out of this building, um, we will meet them if, if nothing else. That's kind of like where I'm leaning. Um, I don't want to, to, to like, I don't know, because there are two other people that we don't know very much about. Okay, I'm gonna, so let's, so while you're reading this, I'm gonna go over, uh, the sort of scene again real quick, just so anyone who has an idea of what they want to do can do it. Okay. Um, Flint, you just jumped out through the hole that Blondie made in the office, and you're right now on the second floor. Uh, you actually probably just saw Arden jump down and heard the sound of her killing someone in the way that she does, which fills you (laughs) with a sense of relief. Um, Blondie, you're kind of back in the office, uh, Mm -hmm. overlooking the stairwell, having this weird kind of high ground stare down with, uh, Mercy, who -hmm. currently has your little hidden short sword jammed completely through one of her shoulders, Mm -hmm. uh, taking it like a champ for what it's worth, but that's not very surprising. Um... Ira, or excuse me, uh, Silver, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, I believe you are either on the stairs near near Mercy, or she has just pushed you out of the way. Mm-hmm. 
I forget. I do not remember exactly. I believe I that I was pushed out of the way. Yeah, not okay. enough to, like, tumble down the stairs, but yeah. Yeah, or, yeah, so something like that. You're kind of uh, poised precariously. And then, I let me think. Uh, Daryl, the surviving uh, of the clerks, or at least of that you know of, is still... Uh, actually, yeah, uh, for... So, <laughs> uh, Silver, you'd be able to see him. He's still standing in the place he has been, just not moving a muscle, keeping that kind of fake smile plastered on his face, just, I guess, waiting right. and hoping, maybe. Um, and you, and as far as you know, uh, Ada, the cashier, is still hiding behind the front desk where you left her. So. Okay. <clears throat> one threat down. So then there's a... Uh, uh, Two things to note, really, before we kind of get into it to bring back up. One, uh, we now have three dead bodies and we haven't heard a single spirit warden alarm go off. Mm-hmm. That's true. You mm-hmm. haven't. Um, still, you just killed this guy. Still no alarm. Incredibly nerve wracking. Um, so, you know, uh, out, of, out of character or whatever, but if the if the Empire is sending assassins to get us, maybe they have the bell turned off or whatever for this area. So that nobody knows that a bunch of people were assassinated in here. That's my guess. I would would think it just goes off automatically, but I mean, they could still, I guess they could still cut it off. Another thing we know is that at least as long as Ada wasn't faking it, like, the doors seem to be locked from the outside. Right. The doors that she was trying to get out of i mean you can go test them if you want but you know i think that's what flint is going to do uh okay. thanks to his newly acquired stab wounds he's going to try and uh try and get downstairs and figure out the door situation if that sounds good to you all I've, yeah blondie yeah. i'm sorry but you're gonna have to deal with mercy <laughs> yeah sure so so blondie's currently squaring off uh we'll get to you in a moment i suppose uh, Flint, you don't really have any issues going downstairs. Uh, you see uh, Arden uh, reading something over the dead body um, and walk by to the door, which you try and sure shit, it won't open. It doesn't okay. feel like it's locked, but it won't open. Oh, okay. Like the handles so, still turn all the way, but it won't open. But the door itself will not move when I push on it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Flint will ask uh, Pebble, what is going on? And I guess try and study the door once, you know, um, okay. that's done. Arden is, does not feel comfortable, considering we now have people exploding, um, is not actually <laughs> going to say out loud, and instead just passes Flint the note, and um, is trying to think of what to do next. This <laughs> is, all, all she says when she hands Flint the note is, oh, we might be fucked. Yeah, uh, Flint uh, squints at the piece of paper. You see, like, his mouth moving as he reads, the, you know, whatever it is. It's like, oh, it's bad shit. Extremely. So you're going to study the door, you said? Yeah, so... Uh, I think that. this is... Yeah, this is going to be, right now... Uh, well, let's just still say it's risky. As I say, right now, uh, it seems like you have a moment of quiet, but there's still... Uh, mostly just because you are not currently engaged with the person that you know is here, and yeah. what you have the same, you know, the same instinct uh, Arden does reading it. Like, well, there's two names on here that I don't recognize. Uh, one that I do recognize and is dead, and one that I do recognize who I know where is, but I don't know about these other two. 
Um, so yeah, give me a risky standard uh, study. So but, I do have less effect. Both of my level one harm boxes are. Ah, well, give me a risky poor then. Hmm. Oh no. Also, apologies for Dogworks for the audience. He is very rowdy. He just took a dip in the pool and Aww. is now full of uh, pool okay. energy. So limited effect, but I did roll a five on the one die. Hey, cool. Let Hot me dang. real quick. Just need a minute. I need to gather. I still am in the process. I had the process of opening all of my uh, stuff still, so I'm just reminding myself what mixed results look like for uh, limited effect, because we don't do a whole lot of limited effect rolls. Mm. Let's see. Uh, oh, that doesn't actually add super great, doesn't give super great a uh, thing for it. So let me think here. Mixed outcome limited effect. Um, I have something in mind, but I want to I want to frame it still in terms of mechanics because you know, right. Mm-hmm. So, what happens here? It's risky limited. So you're uh fiddling with the door still, trying to see if you can figure out how to make it open. Like it, it doesn't feel locked; it just won't open. So maybe there's some other trick to it, or some other thing that's that's yeah, so causing it to be closed. So, um, I guess, is, like, the door not moving at all, or is it, like, bumping into something behind it, or is it just Well, that's of, the like, thing. So, you keep testing it, and the door isn't moving at all. And you'd think, because it's not locked, and that you can still jiggle the door handles and everything, like, maybe someone put something up in front of it, but the door just won't move. And okay. you, while you're realizing this, uh, a fine red mist starts to leak in from under the door. Fuck! <laughs> You are now in a desperate position. Cool. Oh, no, no, they're. they're uh, uh, would you like to continue doing other things, or do you want to hand off to someone else while, uh, uh, while, while strange mist pours in through the door? Yeah, I'll hand off to someone else. Flint's just going to like cover like his mouth and like the like crook of his elbow, and mm-hmm. like it's like it's like Pebble away from door. Yeah, uh, actually, Pebble <laughs> is going to. Uh, we're in a clothing store. She's going to go find some scarves to wrap the no, face. No, there's a scarf right there. Yeah, so she just grabs <laughs> one and wraps her face. Uh, it's very garish. It's made of silk, but, you know, uh, it's, you know, it's it'll fine. work. It'll work. You, you think your dad might have owned one to look like this, actually. <laughs> uh, she passes another, uh, let's say, horrible animal-patterned one to Flint <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> to wrap around his face uh, and is going to... Uh, we don't have to act on it just yet, but she is going to try and find a way to maybe get out of these windows. Um, I think if maybe we could bust a window out, we could try to find a way to get out. Uh, but in okay. the meantime, maybe I mean, do you want to do that, that now, or do you want to wait? Uh, give it over to um, actually. Okay, because you kind of phrased it like you wanted to pass off to someone yeah, first, yeah, but yeah, you can yeah. do that now if I, you want. Um, yeah, go ahead, pass off to somebody else. I I don't know if this is something that Ira would do given the situation that they're in but i do want to request that the two that the two other workers are given scarves as well yeah uh i mean yeah that's that's if if you want to like come down oh i mean there would have to be you'd have to actually know about that so i will say if arden or flint doesn't do it of their own volition and you don't know it yet then yeah then that doesn't that doesn't make sense so um uh, well, yeah, Arden is going to get away from the door and probably grab the panicking teenager behind the counter by the arm and just drag her away. Like, you need to move. You need to calm <laughs> down as well. 
She uh, shrieks a little bit, but yeah. uh, quiets herself uh, immediately. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we should probably handle Mercy. I feel like that is the other imminent uh, nightmare threat that's breathing <laughs> down our neck. Blondie. Yes. So, uh, in a move that you have seen a lot of and mm-hmm. that you are able to sidestep very easily, uh, Blondie, dis- or Mercy, despite having the low ground in this situation, uh, kips off the wall and jumps at you with a slash, but you step back from it because you've seen her do this before. Mm. Um, and now you're both in the office right now, on even yeah. footing. Okay. Um, I think that Blondie is, like, <laughs> he is, like, so he's just sort of been in, like, focused battle mode, like he is a lot of the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. he is, he's maybe a bit more compromised than he is just when he's, like, beating up on capillariat guys because, like, things got pretty horrible there. And <laughs> also, like, yeah, um, but now that, uh, and, you know, he was fighting an invisible man for a while, so that was stressful. But, like, now that Mercy is here, he seems like, um, he seems, like, angry, but also upset, if that's not redundant. Um, and... You also have yeah. three of four clocks ticked on a mysterious watch that, yeah. uh, right now, you feel, your whole body feels like you've been eaten by fire ants, if you'd know what, if you would yeah. have any context of what fire ants were, but you don't, so you're just kind of in, like... Yeah, in, in itchy discomfort, <laughs> like all over. Yeah, um, I, I so think, things aren't going like, great for Blondie right now. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I've been given a lot. I've had for people who don't know, it's actually been a couple of weeks in between this recording and the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been having a lot of time to like sit and stew in how he feels about this. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I need a moment to figure out how he would actually react because tactically I know what my next move is, but emotionally, he's just, yeah, he's just a little bit compromised right now. Mm-hmm. So, what I will say, uh, what unless you have a specific move you're going to do, what Blondie does probably also know is that like you need to at least get her on the ropes enough that she doesn't have an option but to talk. If she's still in good enough spirits to swing at you, she's not going down without a fight. <laughs> right. Um, I think that what he is going to do is, um, uh, I am going to, like, I'm going to grab back onto my short sword that's on her shoulder, and I'm going to, like, yank it in such a way that it, like, fucks up her shoulder. Yes. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. All right. Radical. That's going to be a. St- that's going to be a skirmish. It's going to be desperate because it's desperate. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be great effect because you're using the narrative of a prior role to inform it. And I think that's just gravy. Okay. Submit. No bonus dice, but I do have three skirmish these days. So that's good. Mm-hmm. I got All a right. two. Well, there's a mi- yeah. And a there's four. a mixed success and in there. Yeah. So on a desperate great. Let's see. There's a lot of things I can do with this, but I want to not... I want to keep it interesting, also. So let me mm-hmm. think for a minute. Also, uh, mark the desperate... Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, that reminds me. While I think of this, uh, Arden, yeah, you, hey. hit, uh, you filled out one of your experience tracks. Uh, what are you going to take your advance on? Uh, finesse. Real quick. 
All right. I don't think, uh, I have nothing in, I mean, okay. I could take a point in wreck and then be able to resist consequences better, but I think I'm going to do finesse instead because that's just better specialization, you know? Yeah, yeah. he needs to resist consequences. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who cares about consequences? Uh, that is, yeah, that is your gimmick. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me check one thing. Okay. So, like, I do want to say, you talk a lot about playing tank characters. Yes. But you wind... In my experience, you have also played a significant number of glass cannons. I, I actually do love the concept of the glass cannon as well. It is uh, incredibly mechanically interesting to, to mm-hmm. myself because uh, not to get too off the... To get too in the goop in the middle of a very tense situation. <laughs> but Saturn is thinking, so it's okay. Uh, I just think glass cannons are cool because you have to be really smart with the cannon part of the glass <laughs> cannon because and you have to invest in them emotionally and mentally for them to work <laughs> yeah. and then if they if you fuck up and they die then yeah. it's really horrifying and it's, it's anyway so blondie <laughs> uh so i figured out what the the situation of this nick success on your desperate grade is going to be uh-huh the first thing is on the success half of it is that you finish the other three clocks or the other three ticks of mercy's clock and she is like she like wrenches in pain and collapses like she did she does not dead you can tell that immediately she's still breathing but she is in Mm -hmm. too much pain to to like resist anything anymore Mm -hmm. the other thing is that while you're going for the for the foothold that you already made uh she manages to get you with her knife okay so two things happen the first one is you take a level one harm for thigh wound because she got you in the thigh uh the second one it's, is, is it your mystery di- is it your mystery on. clock is full now quick question is this a different thigh than the one that got slashed by the invisible man <laughs> oh i didn't i forgot he had already slashed you uh yeah let's say it's the opposite thigh <laughs> <laughs> damn it well that's okay don't worry about it because the other thing is that your your clock your secret four-step clock advances mm-hmm. by one and is now is full and I will reveal to you now, its name is Nerve Poison. Oh, great. Mm, yeah. Specifically, right. Blondie Nerve Poison. You take, and cannot resist this part at least, the level 3 harm Nerve Poison. Okay. I guess you could resist technically taking the clock, but since we've gone to the trouble of revealing it, uh, yeah. it is a level 3 harm, which also means that you cannot do move actions without assistance now. Okay. And then I think that Blondie is like... So is this like paralyzing? Is it pain? What's this? It is like it is like you are so overwhelmed by like this horrible itching, burning pain, you cannot like hardly think straight. Like it is enough for you to like maybe look around and deal with things in your immediate like vicinity, but just trying to like actually utilize your, you know, learned experience and things of that nature, like you are operating on a very low level right now. Gotcha. Then I think what's going to happen is he is going to obviously, like... Oh, also, the scene here that happens is that you two do this cool-ass, like, crossfire thing, and they just both collapse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, I pull, like, I pull the sword at the same time she gets me, like, she crumples up, I crumple up, and I, depending on the size of the room... Like, we are either just sitting on opposite walls or, like, maybe next to each other. You basically, like, I think collapse on a wall next to each other. It's, like, a small office, but it's still, like, there's... 
it's it's you wouldn't necessarily be on opposite sides, but you are both like on the floor, probably next to a desk or a or a uh, filing cabinet or something of that persuasion. Gotcha. Um, and <laughs> uh, yeah. Hmm. I okay. So I, despite my circumstances, I do have a sense of what would happen next but i don't know if do you think it's better to cut away from this and see what other people are doing or to like follow up on yeah we can take we we can cut away for a bit you two need some time to catch your breath (laughs) okay yeah that does seem appropriate yeah all right so this happened uh flint if you well no you already went downstairs uh ira since you're still kind of in the stairwell you see this exchange happen and the both of them collapse uh you can you can also tell they're still alive they're both breathing very ragged but they are both Blondie and uh, and uh, the girl he's fighting with, who you don't haven't met before, I don't think. I, I know that uh, I know that that's his ex. By, for, yeah, well, both him and his ex had a beforehand. had a heated physical exchange and are now collapsed on the ground. Yeah, um, but are still alive. Uh, you maybe you have to worry about them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I uh, think... Also, but there's also other things happening. So, what do you want to do? Yeah, there's a lot happening, but hmm. I think that Ira would actually, like, go into the room with Blondie, just because doesn't, like, there's two people down there, there's two people here, we don't know, I, I don't know if, I don't know this person, I don't know if there's any more tricks up others uh, up her sleeve, but, like, uh, not that there really would be, um, mm-hmm. yeah. but just, just, we could, just to, like, even balance out the threat versus the the, the people that yeah. are against the threat. Oh, that's fine. You go in there, and they're just both like not to speak for Blondie's character, but they're both kind of uh, just right now, just sort of chilling as much as two people with <laughs> horrible like there there is neither of them are really even appear to be acknowledging that each other is there right now presently. Um, I will actually have it's to contradict future. that. Because oh sure. From where Blondie is, he is one has his like sword in like a rictus grip, like sort of up against his chest, as if he yes. was like as if someone had like presented him that way for like a funeral. Yes. Um, <laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah, so Blondie has this thing going on. Maybe looking over at Mercy. Uh, Mercy is uh, just sort of laying there, breathing, eyes squint closed, in pain. Uh, the arm that has been so ravaged by sword is like hanging limp mm-hmm. right now. Like you, you don't like you. She might still have tricks up her sleeve, but presently she is not much of in a position to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ira might be like checking where, um, uh, checking checking on friend. Check on friend. That is That's what I was gonna. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna check on Daryl. Yeah, I'm gonna check the the, the no, young no. Tyker Rossi man. I was or... gonna check on check on Blondie. Oh yeah, I mean he's kind of in a similar boat uh, in the post that uh, Owen generously <laughs> described for us. Uh, kind of haggard, uh, not looking great. You could tell that in in a mechanical sense that if he would need to do anything, he would need help. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, you want to do anything with that, or <laughs> I, I, I think Ira definitely like waves in front of his face for a second, and is just like, okay, 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 okay. You've you've seen worse. Yeah, you'll be fine, buddy. 
gentle pat on shoulder. I, I think luckily, no, <laughs> luckily, no shoulder wounds. Yeah, <laughs> for once. Um, when you do that, he does moan in pain a little bit. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Ira, while you are looking over Blondie and making sure that this incapacitated X doesn't get up to any trouble... Uh, Arden, yes. you indicated you were probably going to try breaking a window or something. Yeah, of that persuasion. I think. Oh, you know that's right, and and you were also uh, wait, no, never mind. Sorry, I misremembered something. Yeah, that's what you were going to do. Okay. Um. Yeah. So obviously, like I said, pulled Ada into the back room so that she would stop cowering near the red mist pouring into the building. Um. Yeah, you take her into the back room. You uh, go not like past. the not not. I guess I shouldn't say not the back room where the like the horribly exploded corpse is. Um, oh, but just onto the <laughs> store floor, like away from the door, like near where. Okay. The house oh, you closed. know what? You probably then, actually. You probably actually. Uh, she uh, probably gravitates a bit too, and you kind of take her over to near where Daryl is, yeah. and those two are both just sort of chilling there now. He yeah. doesn't. His uh sort of uh plastered on smile doesn't seem to shift much but uh you can tell ada is more comfortable uh being close to someone that she knows right yeah that makes sense that makes sense um so daryl actually puts up puts up a like she like ada actually almost looks back into like the changing room areas where uh jenneth is and and uh, daryl actually puts a hand up and turns her head back the other way that's smart good um so yeah we are gonna try to bust out a window um i don't know how that's gonna go but well, there's some display windows. Uh, I'll say, I'll say, just for narrative convenience's sake, there was some clothing in front of them. Uh, mm-hmm. But when you, uh, based, based on the locations, when you jump down from the rafters of the second floor, mm-hmm. like kind of near one of the staircases to get to Ezio stab the uh, guy that you Ezio stabbed, right. he probably knocked some of them over, so they're not really yeah. in your way. That's uh. good. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't really have anything on my gear list to take this out. And I will say, out, outside, like, it seems like foggy city street kind of deal, but you don't really see anything. But also because the uh, the changing rooms are kind of set back from mm-hmm. the entry, uh, you can't actually, like, get a... You can't actually see in front of the doorway at all. Right. You can't tell if there's anything out there. Right, yeah. But it looks I'm pretty... Getting... Well, a little foggy outside, considering the time of day. It right. should probably be a bit clearer by now, but... Mm-hmm. I'm getting await further instructions kind of vibes from this, you guys. I'm scared. <laughs> so... uh, yeah, I'm a little nervous. Uh, so, Flint, how many how many gear ticks have you, have you filled? I've got two. I've been looking... I've been thinking for a thief rigging, I can use the two free load of tools or gear to put into fine wrecker tools. Yeah. Oh. And he can, like, and he can, like, pull out, like, the head of a sledgehammer and, like, a collapsible thing and, like, yeah. try to start going to town on this window, if that sounds like a good idea. I think that sounds like a good idea. You've got, you've got wreck. Look, I should take I do wreck, wreck almost immediately after <laughs> I said I was going to take wreck, but this hey, is not my like, speciality. Yeah, don't step on my, my uh, domain here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to let you do your thing then, for sure. Yeah, so Flint's not especially strong, but he's going to do, like, a run-up and, like, do like I do a little shout and just try to smash this window up. <laughs> so I've got. Oh, I right, don't know so if I should you, spend more stress, but so I've got less effect and a minus one die. I notice. I didn't notice last time. Oh, if do you I have, have minus one die? No. I, uh, you well, no, I haven't filled up two. Okay. All right. I don't know if if that's exactly what the rule is meant to be, but that's how I've been doing it on air because it seems a little less uh, brutal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah it's okay. more fair. All right. 
So I'm at six stress. I feel like I should spend a couple to try to get out of this window, though. If you want to. Uh, I will obviously say it's going to be a wreck, uh, risky, yep. and it would be great because you're using the tools, but since you have the less effect, it's just going to be regular. Or standard, I should say. Okay, alright, yeah. So I've been I've been thinking a lot about D six probabilities lately, and I don't <laughs> like the I don't like the idea of having one die. So I'm going to spend two stress. So I've got only one clear stress tick left. Oh my god! Oh my god! You and Blondie are in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. So we got so risky going from great to standard, right? Yeah. So it's going to be risky standard with your two dice. With the one extra die. Yes, we got hey, six. Hey! Oh my god. So, what's your uh, fine wrecker tool? Or tools? Oh, uh, like, how, are you, how are you busting this thing down? This one is a, it's like a, it's like a sledgehammer. I, he's got, he had like the, like the heavy head and like, like the chest pocket and inside of the jacket. Then like a collapsible sort of, or sort of like a, like a handle, like a large two-handed handle that he can either like unfold or sort of like put together and he's just gonna go to town on it. Hell yeah. And also I'll say since this is fine record tools too, like this is a this is like a very dense material. Like it's a very like heavy and uh well balanced kind of sledgehammer. It's a lot nicer than the one than than that Blondie was using to knock down the wall earlier. <laughs> and this is something that you would probably have for like for like breaking through like for if someone has like there's a couple of kinds of safes they sell in town uh to what perspective business owners and stuff that are like re- made of really thin metal to cut costs and one of these things can collapse a safe like that right Dope. so uh you do that you put a thing down you go to town and by go to town i mean you give it one good swing right in the middle of the glass and you see the glass, like, the shatter turns it basically into sand, like, instantly. Nice. And as, like, the the shards blow out, though, they, like, it slows down, and you can almost see them being held together by some kind of energy. Oh, but shit. then, Bullshit! But then... On. This is magic But then... Bullshit. So here's what happens, is the energy kind of fades away, and the tiny glass... Uh, trickles into like just sort of collapses in a sort of sprinkling sound. Uh, but as this happens, and this isn't like a, uh, I'm not going to phrase this as a consequence because it's not actually a circumstance change or anything like that. Um, but as this is happening, not only is the red mist that is that was coming through the door earlier now like encroaching past the ante room and coming into the changing rooms, but now it's starting to come through this window too. Ah, Christ! Fuck. Yeah. So you have an open window, and you also have this uh, mysterious. I'll say what it is. Also, is that the mist is like. It's not, like, uh, filling the room. It's weirdly hanging to the ground, almost. Like, only a couple inches off the ground. You you were covering your mouth. Like dry ice smoke or something, or sort of, like, just sort of sticks around your ankles. Yeah, so you were covering your mouth, but you actually, like, let the cloth down to uh, bash out the window. And, like, nothing smells or tastes weird like you would expect from, like, you know, aerial poisons or anything. It's just now this... This strange red mist that's at this that's kind of almost uh, passing your ankles at this point. You want to know my Sorry. insane theory right now? What's up? Uh, that this is the enemy without form. I was about to say that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> and just that just that just occurred to me. Uh, so uh, Arden, we'll flint's out of uh, ideas. Yeah, someone else. So, so Arden, you uh, are watching. You watch this happen. You have your brief moment of celebration, and actually, Daryl and Ada turn over. 
turnover two and are also like, oh, hell yeah. But then all three of you see the red mist start to pour through simultaneously. And uh, if you were to turn around, I think on like the camera shot, you don't. But like you can see Daryl's smile crack just a little bit. Right. Like, the facade fades just a second. Like some panic starts to set in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is your situation now, uh, as this mist is beginning to pour in. Okay. Okay. I'm just thinking. <laughs> um, <laughs> if someone else has something in mind they want to do, or if we want to cut back to Blondie's scene, or if, or if Silver decided uh, they wanted to do something, we can also cut again. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to pick up my pistol, but I'm not going to, like, use it, because we, we've incapacitated the, the threat here. And I, I guess I'm gonna call down. Like, how's everyone doing down there? Poorly. Oh. <laughs> uh, now would be an excellent time, I would think, to question the incapacitated but not dead uh, yeah. enemy who's been trying to kill us. Yeah, that's a good idea. So, well, so maybe we should get upstairs if this gas is so heavy. Yeah, I'm gonna like crouch down in front of Marcy and kind of like wave my face and my hand in front of her face and like snap a little bit like hey 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 are you there she has not she is not acknowledging you nope uh, if she if she is there she doesn't react even a little bit mm. she seems pretty preoccupied with the uh horrible shoulder pain mm-hmm. uh okay. yeah that's really what you get from her yep so there's not much she she's out <laughs> I say, if you want to force the issue, you can roll something. But if you're just going to try and talk to her, like she's, she does not, she is not in any way to respond to you by all appearances. I mean, I could try to, like, I don't even. You could know, also, like... th- as far as other options go, uh, I mean, if you, there is also the ability to go down and see what the fuck is going on with Arden and uh, Flint. Mm-hmm. There is also the two hostages who are kind of just hanging out right now. If there's anything in mind you'd want to have for them. Yeah, I think I think Ira's going to leave the two of them, but like put the pistol next to Blondie's hand that's further away from <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> the one that's further away <laughs> from Mercy. <laughs> and just be, like pat it and be like, I'll be right back for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, Blondie, obviously you're in whatever amount of discomfort you're in, but like you are you know well enough the sound of a pistol being laid uh yeah. <laughs> on a on a hard surface to to know that you've been left with a with an emergency escape hatch, essentially. Uh so Ira, you go downstairs and uh see the uh, hostages and also two of your friends kind of like taken aback by this red mist that is uh, encroaching increasingly faster into the room. So we can't so could we could still go out the window though, right? I mean I guess not pass I guess passing through the red mist is a, probably a bad idea. I mean, Flint's I standing in it right now, and it's not. I mean, he's not fucking like being dissolved or anything by it. Right. But uh, it's still pretty uh, menacing. Yeah, it whatever's is. going on with it. Um. So what's the what's the smiley guy's name? Darryl? His name's Daryl. Daryl. Um. <laughs> he he looked his his uh. He still got his uh, chipper smile on, but his uh, features are starting to twitch a little bit. He's uh, very clearly uh, doing his best to keep uh, the game face on. Is there another but, way out of here? I guess that's a question Arden asks him. Is there any yeah. other way out of here, like a, a, a sewer exit? or No, no uh, or what was his voice like? No, uh, the old man was very insistent on making sure there was only... One way in, one way out. Seems you know. like a safety hazard, but... Uh... Well, safety hazard, sure, but I mean, there's... 
I mean, there's not the, the there there's an actual you know functioning fire department in this part of town, uh, <laughs> and also, and also uh, it's he realizes that uh, that place that in this neighborhood can be kind of a uh, hot spot for for you know gangbangers and such, and he uh, chuckles a little bit almost, and he said so he didn't want to you know give anyone any uh, sneaky ways to get in, so he says. Uh, said, I guess. Uh. Um. Alright. Sorry, I'm if you just... have any, if, if you have, if there's anything you want to ask him, feel free, uh, but, you know. Because all I can think is that if there's another way out, then, but we're kind of denied that, so, um, I kind of just want to try to go outside yeah. and see yeah, what Yeah, try happens. the window. Alright. You're in it's a lot better shape. You should. Uh, yeah, should I'm in a lot better it. shape than all of you. Uh, so, <laughs> Ira's um, also okay. <laughs> I was. I'm not entirely sure what uh, Flint's like point arrays are, but he seems like the most qualified here to figure out what weird mist is. Yeah. Yeah, that's also possible. I could. Uh, I could study it. That'd be. Yeah. Well, I'm out of stress, so. Uh, I'm happy to just roll this bone real quick. So yeah, roll risky, bone, see what's up. Risky, uh... Well, I guess first, effects, describe uh, me how you're going to study the mist. Oh, Lord. How do you study a mist? Uh... <laughs> I, I mean, guess it's you pretty can think th- about its like, properties, and you I know say it's a lot. pretty thick, and it's hanging on the ground in a way, like, it's probably... As far as mist goes, it's fairly easy to observe, because it's, like, pretty coherent. Yeah, so you've already mentioned that I don't... Like so, I don't smell anything. I yeah, don't no. Feel you, any effects usually, so far. usually, you'd expect like a gas-based kind of like poison or this or that to like have at least some kind of faint smell or taste to it, but the air seems completely unbothered. So, God, I don't know. I Can guess you, like, like scoop kick it a little up? bit, like yes, like with a gloved hand, like scoop some up. That's yeah, sure. Try, try, to, try to so, s- give, so give me your study roll. <laughs> so risky, limited. I assume. Yes. Alright. Got a one. Oh, Ooh. Oh, no. Flint, Flint is like, it's like what, the, what do I know about mist? <laughs> okay. So, Flint, you, th- there's some pool around your, your uh, feet. You're kind of in it, but it's not. So, at first, like, at first you were very afraid of this, but you're realizing that no. the mist itself doesn't appear to be doing anything, at least not yeah. yet. Just so really confused you, you, now. You take one of your gloved hands, right, and you, uh, so you go down and you Uh-oh. scoop up some of it, and, like, it's a particulate and all, but, like, it actually, like, cups in your hand almost, like, a fluid really mm. strangely. Ugh. You're able to pick it up really easily, um, and then you, as you are doing this, you look up, and standing in front of you is, like, the, a sort of vaguely humanoid form made out of this it. mist. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> and then you look back down at your hand, and the f- and the mist that was in your hand has like completely burned away your glove and oh, like, shit. like really lacerated your hand. And so you're oh, gonna take God. a uh, you're gonna take a one harm from that, and now your position is desperate. Yeah, my, both my one harms are filled. Does that mean it goes? Oh, up? that means it goes up to a two harm. Oh my God. Um, so, so now, put, so like, what also happens? Yeah, so let's call it chemical burn. And so since it's a level two harm now, let's also say. That the way it changes is, uh, it has actually blown a hole completely through your hand. Oh, oh Jesus! Fuck. So, like, where you were holding it, the little, like, sort of, like, almost, like, 
maybe a robin's egg sized like like mass of this particulate is gone and there's a hole in your hand now. Great. Oh, Jesus. Great. And now you've also filled up both your two harms. Yeah, Which so means if you take any other minus harm, one it's going to be very bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be... Me and Blondie are going to be in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Mm, oh, uh, Lord. Yeah, Flint's having a bad day. Does Ira see um, this? Arden, Ira, and the two hostages all see this. Okay. Arden, there is a there is a mist there is a strange mist man, and also you <laughs> saw a whole bunch of blood just pour out of out of Flint's hand. Cool, absolutely. Yeah, Flint's gonna like scream and like try to run backward too quickly, probably stumble some. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're that able makes sense. you're you're able to do that just fine. The mist man doesn't doesn't like move when you do that, um, and you're able to kind of get back uh, to, to to more towards like the door to the back room. I'd say, um, the mist is still creeping forward, but the 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 figure who is standing there uh, has not moved. Um, yep, yeah, Arden is going to. I mean, all the good it'll do, but she still does brandish the the blade that she's brought with her, um, and kind of puts herself between uh, Flint and the others. Aww. <laughs> don't get too emo- Don't get don't get emotional. <laughs> I think, think Arden, buddy, <laughs> um, and just kind of. It's almost funny. Like, this is just going so poorly that she can't <laughs> help but laugh a little unsteadily and uh, says, So I suppose you're the enemy without form. Is that it? Uh, where its sort of head shape is, a there is now a vacancy in the rough shape of a smile. Ugh. Well, ooh. Can't, I hate this anime, though. I'm pleased to be right for once, but... <laughs> Ira's gonna grab uh, the two workers and uh-huh. um, uh, bring them upstairs into the room with the incapacitated people. <laughs> it's gonna be like, okay, okay, we're gonna let, let the professionals handle this. We're, everything's gonna be fine, you guys. Everything's gonna be totally fine. We're, you're gonna... It's totally so not going to be fine. That's do you not... Less fine. Don't, you don't need to say anything ever. Do you understand? You don't need to say anything. So you, so you go do this. Uh, Ada's like... Uh, very compliant, and like she starts to go with you. Daryl is resistant. What? Do you, you want to stay here with the murder gas, my dude? <laughs> he he's trying to smile, but he just like I just mm. he's there's something he's there's a he doesn't want to leave for a reason, but also like and it's not you, like you, you, you know at least that like. You know the old man is doing fine in the back room, so it's probably not like the back room is unsafe. But there's you can tell he's he it's you're is either going to take convincing for him to leave or to otherwise give you an indication of why he doesn't want to. Okay, Ada, go upstairs. There's a lot of blood, and I'm really sorry. You don't have to look at it. All right. Yep. Uh, Ada uh, sort of nods quietly. Uh, she heads upstairs, and actually, I think we follow the the camera a bit of her going upstairs, uh, seeing uh, Mercy and like flinching a little bit, but like just sort of taking a seat in the corner and just sort of like keeping an eye on her quietly. And then, um, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna talk to Daryl now, but I don't sure. know if anybody else wants to jump in and have a scene or anything like that. Everything's happening very fast. Um. Uh, Arden is still kind of keeping herself. She does kind of like very briefly glance over her shoulder at Ira and, is, and says, um, 
Where the hell is Blondie? Uh, out of commission. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So Blondie, you're laying there. You've heard this other figure with very light footsteps. Uh, If you're looking at her, you you can see, but you could probably guess it's Ada if you're not paying attention. Yeah. Um, But Mercy, uh, after a couple minutes, finally speaks up and says, Well, I guess I should have figured it was going to end something like this, huh? Uh, that's all. That's all she has to say immediately. Um, like, <laughs> he is going. Like, he is still like he is in intense pain, but he's also definitely in like a little bit like David Lynch, the world's angriest dog <laughs> mode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Just completely and, paralyzed with rage. Yes. Um, <laughs> God, I'm trying to remember the wording. Something yeah. about a rictus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you... You still did everything that led you here anyway. Well, I wouldn't be me if I didn't, right? <clears throat> Ow. Shit, you really got me good at this. Ugh. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you. If you could just, like, put me out of my misery or something, uh, that would be pretty great. I don't think I'm... I'm not, com- I'm not getting out of this one. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Like I'm I just, said, I've... Do, I've do you want Wandy to say something here, or do you want me to continue with Mercy? Um, I have known what... Yeah, I think that he is just, like, silent and, like, glaring at her still. Mm. She said, uh, she takes a moment to catch her breath a bit and, uh, continues. I can at least uh, give you a farewell gift, uh, for you. You know, uh, We've been trying to... <laughs> this was supposed to be a <clears throat> for Adelaide, we figured. She's supposed to come see that old codger that she got stuck with, you know, every day or so, but she hasn't shown up. Um, mm-hmm. Surprised enough to find you here, but I guess works out that way anyway. We're going to have to find you regardless. <clears throat> but she's been, as far as we can tell probably doing some kind of like ritual or something to like we've been trying to scry you know we got we got one of those one of those kinds of weirdos you know but she can't get anything on where she is so we figure she's doing some kind of ritual stuff but we know we know something that she doesn't know that we know you know found out from her old man he found something of hers has a ticket for a train going to Tycheros in about two weeks under a false name, false identity, whatever else. So we don't need to find her, at least. You can just wait. Or at least you can wait. I'm Realistically, I if I'm not getting out of this one alive, I at least hope you do. Um, so you should probably do the smart thing. And maybe uh, pretend you didn't hear that from me. Don't go chasing uh, Adelaide or anything like that. Uh, for your own sake, anyway. You still 
care about me. <laughs> she cough laughs a bit. It's like, shit, dude. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <clears throat> I am kind of about to die. So, like, you know, kind of not really, not really a great look to hold on to all my prior grudges and, uh, you know, old hangups. Considering it's not like there's any, there's I'm not like I have any time left at least to make that shit up. <clears throat> I think that like he stops and like stares at the ceiling, and he still looks like very, <laughs> he still looks like very upset and mad, but maybe not the approaching a state of rigor mortis, aside from <laughs> aside from the pain. Um... And I think that, like, he, like, looks away from her. And I'm assuming I'm going to have to spend a stress to do this, but I am going to stab her in the chest. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh. Okay. But I left you a gun. <laughs> I... I, I mean, he's still, he's already <laughs> holding the, he's already holding the sword. In like rigor mortis grip, yeah. And it, oh, man. Well, I'm going to say, uh, let's go ahead and call this a special devil's bargain then. Because normally you'd need help to do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, but you are spending the stress. So, if you want to spend your one stress mm -hmm. and kill Mercy, yes. you can. Um, Yeah. You want to do that? I like. <laughs> to I, like I so realize I'm, I'm re-asking for confirmation, but you're doing a big thing that's also going to traumatize you. So, um, I want to be sure. I'll be. You know, I was talking about thinking about Blondie's emotional state and all that mm -hmm. with all of this. Um, I was planning to do this whether or not she requested it of me. <laughs> Great, incredible. All right. Well, you don't have to roll anything. It happens. Stress marked. Uh, you uh, take the sword that you're holding, uh, plunge it directly into her chest. Uh, she looks up at you with a kind of weak smile, uh, whispers something, like short, maybe a thanks, you can't tell. Uh, eyes glaze over, and you black out. All right. Ding. And I'm just going to clear my stress right now and mark the trauma tick. Yeah, and we can figure out what that trauma is going to be later. I think this qualifies as traumatizing situation. Yeah. And you know what? You know what? I don't think any of you heard it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Back downstairs. Ira, you're talking to Daryl. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, Ira is going to uh, look, uh, look Daryl in the eye, kind of like, uh, kind of like, make a gesture of like, I will pat you on the shoulder if you're okay with me patting you on the shoulder. Like, raise their <laughs> hand and put it like hover hand a little bit, like just do double check because knowing that some people don't like this, <laughs> like being touched. He, he, he doesn't but flinch, like, but he it, he doesn't flinch, but he is giving you a look like seriously, dude. <laughs> Why won't you go into the back I just, room? I just, I, 
And he, he looks over at the scene that's happening right now with Arden and Flint, and he just looks back at you, just, I don't, I don't think I should. Okay. Is this, if this is related to what, what killed Jenneth, you don't need to say anything. But I need you to get away from the murder gas. <laughs> I need. I, I don't. I'm not losing anyone else. Uh, anyone else for, to this? All right. He stares at you and does not move. Dang. Okay. So this is because of the thing. All right. I'm taking that as this is part of because of the the. Whatever is keeping you guys bound. Okay. I'll say what you can probably reason just from, uh, like, your own experience of what has happened to people so far. Uh, clearly, Ada was able to go upstairs and without without having a problem. Yeah. So if he has some, some reservation to leaving the place that he is, it might not necessarily have anything to do with it being something that will kill him if he does so mm. but he can't talk he's, he can't talk about why he doesn't want to leave either okay absolutely so i'm not gonna like push the issue of why um but so so where can you go can you go upstairs in the front room with the art and the books can you roll me a sway uh-huh this is going to be this is going to be controlled great okay oh boy great I got a six. Oh. Sorry. There's a six there, which is excellent. So he... So there's a moment where he... almost Where you can tell he's still struggling with something. And then the smile completely falls off of his face. And he yes. says, yeah, yeah, I know, I know where I can go. Okay. And he turns around from you and walks back into the changing areas. And he goes all the way back to the end and faces a particular door. And he looks back at you, like, leaning on this door, and he says, you know, we're not supposed to say anything about all the shit, all the horrible, like, curse poison or whatever no, it is. No, 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 don't, don't. Uh, you, it's, you see his body shiver a no. bit when he says yeah. it. He no, says, but you know what? Daryl. The motherfucker who did this to us, <laughs> he's got another thing coming. You just wait and see. And horrible moment. Uh, thing explodes, but aside from the the usual horror of the sound and the sight, you also hear a, a screech of incredible pain as the spikes that shoot out of Daryl perforate the changing room door and yes. there's blood inside of it. Oh, shit. Yes. All right. And a, a currently unnamed four-tick clock is at three of four now. Okay. It is a new one. It is not an existing one. Okay, okay. Uh... Ar- Arden <laughs> and Daryl. is now dead. Also, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, um, that that makes sense. Arden kind of looks at form uh, with like this kind of form half actually. Smile. <laughs> form actually with with his like weird mouth. When you heard this happen, you saw him like form almost like disincorporated for a second. Like you saw the, him like turn to mist and then resume the shape. Uh, Arden is just gonna kind of like, smile at form and, uh, 
at kind of just doesn't look back at the others and just says, get upstairs, and then just bolts for that door. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iris steps Darryl out of the way. Of <laughs> yeah, you, 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 there's like a, the splittest instinct of hesitation stepping over Daryl, but you look into that changing room door, and there is uh, some kind of like shorter, kind of scrawnier person in the same uniform as Mercy, who's like just covered in spikes and like groaning in pain. And there, there's like, you can, there's still almost a shivering, like they were under the same kind of invisibility thing that the other guy was, but it mm-hmm. is like complete, is like lapsing before your eyes. Um, yeah, Arden, Arden just stands there in the doorway looking particularly, probably a little bit manic, cause she is <laughs> just, she is smiling and is tall and backlit and, <laughs> and also just... her her boots and legs are covered in the blood of a yeah. stranger. <laughs> uh, also her hands from the t- from the stranger that she murdered a few minutes ago. And mm-hmm. she just kind of like pulls uh kind of like flips actually Tell me what your cool shit looks like. My cool shit looks like she just smiles down at at uh, this person inside the changing room says, hello, and uh, <laughs> I think you'll see compassion soon enough. And then uh, I'm going to tick a pistol, and she just blasts them point blank. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> controlled great, let's go. <laughs> controlled, great, controlled great skirmish specifically. Cool. That's a six. There's a six. <laughs> uh, this scrawny little dude uh, raises a hand for a second, and you almost hear "wait," and then <laughs> yeah, you ever there, there's a loud noise and a hole in his chest, and he slumps on the ground. Dead. This is you've been leading us at some grindhouse shit. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm really glad then, you read Chainsaw Man. And, yeah, uh, I, I don't think I mentioned this on air. This is the uh, first Chainsaw Man inspired Blade Runner This is the if, post Chainsaw Man. If you like this grindhouse shit, go read Chainsaw Man. You'll probably like Chainsaw Man. It's real dope. Um, and Flint, when this when you hear this bang, uh, you actually look at the uh, at the enemy without form, and you just see the the figure like looking around, and so it's like you hear like this sort of. It's almost like speech, but you can't quite make it out. Like, it's distorted really heavily, and mm. the mist pulls back and the figure disappears. Like, pulls All back right. where? Uh, outside, where it is gone. Okay. Uh, Arden walks back into the main room and just kind of breathes out slowly, looks at Flint, says, check the door. Uh, yeah, Flint will go do that. Flint, you go do that, and the door opens. Cool. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank right. God. Uh, and then um, she's going to also go upstairs to, I assume, where Blondie is. Yeah, yep. Flint's going to follow along like, okay, uh, Adelaide is not here. We need to get the fuck out. Oh, okay. So you're get doing this. Arden, you walk upstairs. Uh, Ada is sitting in the corner of the room looking absolutely horrified. Sure. Uh, Blondie is just sort of raggedly you've just, breathing. You've just traumatized this 15-year-old, Blondie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blondie is, like, on his knees, I think, hunched in front of uh, Mercy's body, sword still on her chest, holding uh, it. Or uh, she be just... supporting, like, his 
mostly dead body with the sword in mercy. Yeah, and yeah. he's just sort of like there holding the sword, hunched over, like shallow breathing, uh, doesn't even acknowledge what you just said to him. Okay. Um, uh, Flint is gonna get in there and start, like, checking Blondie immediately, like... Get, you're get, not like, sure... Uh, you can see, you tell immediately, you're not sure how Blondie is even, like, like has, is, like, <laughs> spine erect right now. Yeah. Okay, but, like, yeah, yeah, Flint's checking for a pulse. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he's breathing, he's alive. Oh, good, okay. But, like, you Oof. can... You can... You can smell something horrible coming out of his various open wounds. Oh, like he is saturated with with whatever the fuck was on these blades. Which Jesus. I mean, narratively we know is nerve poison, but you don't right. necessarily know that yet. But okay, and yeah. So I imagine uh, Flint will try to pick up Blondie, uh, promptly collapse, <laughs> and <laughs> it's like I need another person. <laughs> oh right. Uh, Arjun is gonna walk over to him and, like, kind of look down at Mercy. And it's just like, ah, shit. Uh, and then kind of, God, Blondie's a heavy guy, too. Uh, yeah. has to do a lot of work. Just a slab get, of meat. Yeah. To get Blondie up <laughs> off of Mercy. Uh, and then, you know, yanks the sword out of Mercy. Uh, and just, <sighs> looks at Ada and says, Okay, we're leaving. Sorry, kid. Better luck uh, with your next job. So, okay. uh, <laughs> I went. I read a and go to Ada. With that, I'll say, Arden, you're able. Like Blondie's actually able to be stood up, and you can both kind of like guide him by the shoulders, and he walks almost like automatically. Right. But <laughs> he's still like, like he can't even. Like he's still like kind of looking down into the middle distance almost right. if that makes any sense yeah and as the the gaggle of you uh leave the storefront out into the foggy streets uh all of a sudden you hear like fucking the sound of way too many of the corpse bells ringing all at once <laughs> yeah. Yeah. there they are right, time to get out of here yeah, yeah sounds uh, sounds like form uh, reported in, so we gotta fucking bail. I, th- I think because Jenna specifically told Ira not to uh, it, it, to make sure that Ada gets out of this, I think Ira is just gonna, like, take Ada. <laughs> like, not ta- not kidnap Ada, but, like, just, like, walk with Ada and just, like, like be like, yeah. hey, it's alright. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it a is cool with that, if anything, they're like, yeah, 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 I know, and they kind of, like, try and get a little bit of space, but not so much space that they're, like, trying to leave. They're just, right, like, right. you know. I was but yeah. To, yeah. Y'all get out! Yeah! <laughs> okay. Yeah, we sure as fuck got out! Yeah, okay. None of you died. <laughs> mm-hmm. Blondie very nearly fucking could've, and so could've Flint. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah had Flint's had gonna had have to figure out what to do when you have a hole in your hand. Yeah. I... Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, workout contingencies, like, hmm, if I die, do I want to be a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I believe if you fill up all of your harm and then take additional harm, it's, like, bad. Yeah. I, right, I don't know okay. if you die outright, but I believe you either have to, you, it either, like, causes you trauma to take harm or something equally, like, yeah. severe. And, and, like, I know there are, like, various like post death character options too. Yeah, there's um, vampires, there's robots, there's just straight up ghosts. I Excellent. like if this if this was a game that like went on longer and is more like unconnected 
plot stuff, I definitely would have had Blondie like starting to bug people to like make him a backup robot body. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. Flint, if you, ha- Flint if you had that kind of money. This idea. If you had that kind of money, yeah. Yeah. Um, Bro, I get all this metal. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> oh, we... I guess I have a, 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 a one quick question before we proceed with the uh, post-heist uh, rundown. Uh, since y'all got out of there, did any of you like take anything? Um, you, I would yes. not have... I... I, I we could at least loot it while we're there, is what I had been thinking when I was playing a character who thought, so... Yeah. Um, God, I just like this mental... The mental image is extremely good of, like, Arden helping, like, Blondie down the stairs from the from the office, and they walk Actually, past. I'll, ask, I'll ask you something, oh. since this was traumatic for you, Blondie. Yeah. Would you have tried to take Mercy? What? Would you have tried to take Mercy with you? No. Like, no. her... Okay. I was to say, aside from that, I could have seen you justifying anything like adjacent to that with the trauma thing, but otherwise, uh, you're not going to be taking anything. Gotcha. Anyone else um, want anything specific from there? Or just grabbing stuff that looks pricey. I think I, I do want to say that, like, I would take the pistol and anything that would possibly connect us to there. I would try uh, to do like that's uh, a good point. I would try oh. to take a dummy check and just like just check and make sure that like. There's Look, nothing I'm gonna that's be obviously, real with you. like, nothing gonna, that says re-resurrectionists on it or anything. I'm gonna be real. You could, you do not have a whole lot of time to clean this place, and okay. there's no way you're getting everything. Oh, no. So, yeah, yeah no. I'm at, I imagine that, like, Arden, like, we're walking towards the front door, and she just, like, elbows the cash register. And that's just, exactly like, what I was saying. paper that's money what out saying. real quick. Just, like, yeah. <laughs> I just like this mental image of Arden just, like, so exhausted, and yet somehow, like, not the worst off of all of them. But like, uh-huh. gotta get so gotta exhausted get and just like sits Blondie down for a minute, to, like into a chair, and just like elbows open the the cash yeah. register and just grabs whatever, like just to fucking get something out of this mess, uh, and just pockets all the jewelry that she that's like at the front. She just grabs all that and it's like, God, whatever, let's just leave. I just realized something fun that uh, we'll get to, I guess, in a bit. Um, Blondie, who is currently mentally incoherent, is the only one who actually knows uh, where how to how to find Adelaide right now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So okay. as far as the rest of us are concerned, this has been a complete waste of fucking time and life. <laughs> yeah, and also y'all got horribly injured, and there was tons of death and everything. Mm-hmm. Um. So the post heist. Let's yes. see what the payoff is. Mm-hmm. So the let me pull up the crew sheet real quick so I can edit it as needed. Um, so, the crew earns two rep by default. Just Dope. straight up. Uh, where'd I put the PDF? I just had it a second ago. Oh my god. <laughs> so, if the score is higher tier, take one less for tier, etc., etc. You also earn coin reward based on the nature of the operation. So, what happens here first is I'm going to give you, uh... Two, I'm going to give you... No, not two rep, because two rep's the b- default. I'm going to give you five rep yes. for uh, reasons that will become evident in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're going to get five rep from this. So one, two, three, four, five. Cool. Um, and you also are going to each get one coin. Right. All right, okay. boy. You basically yeah. only walked out with what was in the strong box and like the front jewelry stuff, which is not a ton of money, but... Mm. It's something. Better to come away with something. Yeah. yeah, right. So, that's all your money, and that's all your rep from this. Um, 
Next we go over heat. After a score or conflict with an opponent, the crew takes heat. Yeah, no add shit. plus one heat for a high profile or well connected target. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say this is relatively if it, it relatively high profile and or well connected in some mm-hmm. varying degrees. He's a noble with a with a long standing business. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get that. Then you also add one heat if the situation happened on hostile turf. I will say it did because we've established this is a very blue coat patrol heavy neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, add one heat if you're at war, which you're not. That's so that's cool. Yeah. Um, and add plus two heat if killing was involved. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of death. And <laughs> yeah. it's, it's very good that this is not an additive score because otherwise you'd have a whole other wanted level again. Mm-hmm. Uh, as is, that means it's going to be. So y'all are going to take four heat from that, mm. which uh, doesn't sound like a ton, but it is at least like half of the wanted bar, I believe. Cool. Yeah. I, I didn't realize, but apparently I can be inflicting heat as like a complication for failed moves. So that's oh. a fun thing to learn when I'm like nearly done with the game. But yeah. you know. <laughs> oh, y'all, y'all are pretty good up on the heat level too. That's fun. Um. So yeah. So what happens with that is y'all still got to entanglement next. Um, but y'all manage to get away, get back to the hideout, uh, lay low, uh, Flint, you kind of take over for getting you and Blondie's wounds patched up, I assume, but we'll cover that in downtime, but you at least start the process of, you know, getting first aid done. Mm -hmm. Um, the very next day, newspaper in big headlines, uh, legendary gang of resurrectionists squares off with equally legendary Assassin's Guild thought to be rumors, (laughs) and there is a... Uh, actually, uh, relatively detailed, like, not like a shot for shot, but there's like a fairly, uh, true to life, uh, kind of broad strokes telling of what all went down. Like, oh, the, the resurrectionists apparently showed up to, uh, get some, to score some kind of, uh, as or to get some kind to I believe actually I believe the newspaper says you just got you went there to rob the place because mm-hmm. it is in your hunting grounds and that would probably be known mm-hmm. uh, at least um but trouble was waiting for them when they were jumped by the by the assassins called the enemy without and uh, the details the the body count and the horribly mutilated uh, store folk uh mentions the the strange tragedy of the the shop that mostly employed uh ec- like former iron hook felons uh, yeah. having basically been horribly decimated by a completely unrelated crime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, so the story of that gets out, and your gang is on everybody's lips again, just mm. like the good old days. Mm. <laughs> well, you know. So. Sometimes that happens. It's time for entanglements. Yeah. After the payoff, roll dice equal to your wanted level, and read the result according to your heat. Hmm. However, I believe y'all took a crew upgrade where you actually take two and choose the result that you want. Yes. Oh, yeah. Correct? Yeah, slippery. Yes, that's correct. So, I am just going to roll two dice because you technically would roll one, but you're going to disadvantage. If the thing actually lets me do it. Uh oh. Can y'all still hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Roll, roll 20 itself froze. Oh, uh, okay. Do you want me to roll 2d6? Uh, yeah, do that. I'm trying to do it on the resurrection sheet, and it's uh, having a conniption. Oh, jeez. Oh, hold on. I'm just going to do this Weird. instead. Yeah, I'm going to close roll 20 for a minute, so you do that while uh, I refresh it. Uh, okay. I And I'll just do the... Yeah, just do, you can just do the slash roll 2d6. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I hit fortune because I entered the wrong thing. It's the same thing. Uh, I got a 5 and a 1. 
Okay, a five and a one. Well, based on your wanted level, which is one, oh wait, no, this is based on heat. Excuse me. Oh, this is going to be oh. more fun. Um, so you have. It's safe to say you have more than six heat, right? Yeah. Can you check bro. the yeah, for me? I believe have, you have more than six. We heat. have currently seven heat. Okay. Oh and by the way, the heat cat, the heat clock is nine. So if you get heat nine, mm-hmm. you're going to have an additional wanted level. Just so you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so for a one and a five. Uh, your choices are this. For a one, your choices are flipped or interrogation. Okay. Uh, those are the two for that. Mm-hmm. And for four and for five, your choices are demonic notice or show of force. Hmm. What does demonic notice mean? That does it mean great. a demon notices? <laughs> a demon. I'll, I'll read these all out in order. So we'll start with flipped, which if you probably can guess, uh, flipped. If it actually shows up on this fucking sheet. Excuse me. There it is. One of your contacts, patrons, or clients, or a group of your customers switches allegiances due to the heat on you. They're loyal to another faction now. Uh, I'm gonna actually... That makes sense. Ve- I'm gonna veto that one, though, because no. I haven't really been doing anything with the faction mechanics uh, right. in this game. <laughs> makes sense. Uh, it's been pretty loosey-goosey. Um, there's interrogation, which is the blue coats round up one of your PCs to question them about the crew's crimes. Uh, this happened to Blondie uh, a mm-hmm. couple of heists ago. Mm-hmm. Uh... Demonic notice, a demon approaches the crew with a dark offer. Oh, that's Accept good. or hide until it loses interest and forfeit free web. <laughs> or deal with it another way. And then show of force is a faction with whom you have negative status makes a play against your holdings, which is also not relevant because that's a, a game war thing. You yeah, uh, already checked out the capillary. By the way, uh, that reminds me because I mentioned there would be uh, uh, issues with the police uh, a recording or two ago. Uh, I'm going to say it the way that manifests is that you do not get passive income from the uh, gambling den this turn um, because they're making it very difficult for you to reopen on account of all the crime and murder and death that happened there (laughs) uh, very recently. And also the fact that they suspect it is uh, connected to the resurrectionists and so they're giving it a real uh, thorough uh, examination and everything. So they're kind of making it difficult to reopen in like a actually legitimate way right which you kind of depend on because otherwise you're gonna come and keep like corrupt cops are gonna keep demanding ties from you and make it unprofitable and everything so it's not yeah. really worth it uh yeah so, so basically your choices are one of you gets rounded up in interrogation which could be fun or you're approached by a demon with a dark offer both of those sound very fun to play so, so here's what i was thinking I was already kind of tempted to turn to our fucked up gemstone for help with the whole unfindable person thing. So I think it's very plausible that as soon as we get back, it's just like they're being like, hey, you got like, like the fucking, like the Microsoft Clippy being like, you look like you're being pursued by some (laughs) assassins. We'd like some help with that. I was thinking of something relatively similar. So give me just a moment. Because I'm right now trying to weave uh, things that I was thinking of doing and the demonic notice, which I had no way of knowing was actually going to come up this (laughs) time. So I'm trying to think of how to weave these two things together eloquently. Uh, I think the eloquent thing is actually, in this case, I am going to postpone entanglement until after or sometime during downtime. Makes sense. (laughs) Excellent. Because I I kind of had a downtime hook in mind for it, and I think I can play it into the entanglements thing without a huge issue. Okay. Cool. Um, right. What I'll say is, uh, the ne- that very same day, uh, Blondie, you're a little mo- more coherent. By the way, what trauma are you going to roll with? I have already picked out Haunted. Yep. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. So, now, how um, literally was I that, Haunted, uh, by the way? Consistent? 
Like, is there a so are you just like? That? What I want to know is, are you just shaken by what you did and all the things that happened, or are you literally being haunted? I've I have given some thought to that. I as fun as being literally haunted would be in this situation. <laughs> I think that. I think he is shaken. If you want to throw in some haunting later, the I would door say te- is open. technically it might take a couple of days for the haunting to manifest, considering the the existential mechanics of this universe. Yeah. So, so uh, we'll put that on the table, though. <laughs> yeah. For now, though, you're just sort of uh, like no matter what you try and do to distract yourself, you cannot stop thinking about that horrible job and the people's guts exploding into horrible like bone spikes, and then also. Uh, you stabbing your ex directly in the chest while she was already uh, in horrible pain and slowly dying. Uh, yeah. Um, so th- there's a whole lot of things that are just sort of on your mental plate right now. And yeah. also, fuck, you're still really itchy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's a bad day for Blondie. <laughs> Can I at least get some experience points? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Let's do uh, some post-session XP for everybody. Yay! Uh, and you know what? Let's start with Blondie, since you asked. Yay. So... Obviously, as you've been doing, every time you roll a desperate action, mark XP in that action's attribute. Yeah, I have definitely been powering up prowess significantly. I've also got resolve a little bit higher than usual. Um, Yeah. So on our next tick, you addressed a challenge with violence or coercion. I think that happened multiple times. I am going to say so. You definitely addressed at least one that I can think of, and then you also, like, broke down a door and fought a guy. Mm -hmm. So you you can take the two for that. Yeah. Um, you express your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. Although um, this technically isn't included, I would actually say that we can include the stuff with dangerous friends as part of that as well. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, I didn't really vocalize it, but I feel like I was at least expressing expressing a lot of, like, internal stuff, which... Um, I think you can I, get I, the background one, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I think she is arguably a part of his background, so right. yes. I am going to change Mercy's description, also. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's gone from Mercy, a cold killer, to Mercy, cold, yeah. killed. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Brutal. Still a dangerous friend. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, and then you struggled with issues from your vice or traumas. Uh, I'm going to say taking the trauma counts. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm... I'm down for that. Yeah, sure. Ding. Okay. I I think because it you played like you played directly into it on purpose and narrative. So as far as uh-huh. I'm concerned, that counts. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Just one away from an advancement. Mm-hmm. Also, you can if if for some reason you want to, you might be busy healing. To be fair, um, but you can train your playbook directly during yeah. downtime. I've, so I've had that option. in mind, so I might do that. We'll see. Yeah. It would, be, it would be a pretty big get for you for if you decided you want to do anything specific. Uh, next, we're going to do Flint. So. All right. You address the challenge with technical skill or mayhem. All the time. This, hap- this happened at least twice that I can think of in A, utilizing uh, Thalia's prep to try and short the alarm system, mm-hmm. and B, uh, just using your wrecker shit to, you know, cause mayhem and ruin that glass window. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm going to say you get the two for that. All right. um, express your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. Eh, I'm not really... I don't think so. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, really. Yeah. I this, feel, was, oh, mm. this, was, this was not a big Flint uh, 
Well, it's hard because this is also for a session, which has been like, I think, the two episodes before this as well. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if you did anything with like the Sweet Winter investigation or anything like that during the downtime that led up to this. I don't think so, though. Um, no, it was, no, because it you was use that to interrogate. Uh, yeah, the uh, boss, lady. boss. Right. Okay. And then struggle with swim. issues from your vice or traumas, which I also don't believe happened, unfortunately. No, I just had a good hand of uh, blackjack shit. You know, sometimes yeah. sometimes things go right. Sometimes you walk into a fine goods store. <laughs> uh, delightful uh christoph scora says with eight of nine stress filled um next let's go with arden hey uh, getting getting her experience this time mm-hmm. so uh first off you address the challenge with stealth or evasion yeah i think so um, I'm trying to think of the specific example when i snuck up on the on compassion yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And yeah. I think I, I think I kind of technically did that twice. Like the whole compassion um, engagement, I guess. Um, yeah. Fuck it. I'll give you two for that. Why sure. Because I mean, I also I think I stuck up on him once, and then the evasion thing. I did kind of Ezio uh, murder him. So <laughs> I, I think that counts. Cool. Um, expressed your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. I don't believe don't that so. came up. It might come up next time. <laughs> um, yeah, and then struggled with issues from your vice or traumas, which yep. didn't happen. So uh, you were in the same boat as Blondie, being so just close. one away from God. advancement. I'm, okay. I'm glad that you'll at least probably be able to get uh, some advancements next time, at least. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. before stuff really pops off. Uh, Ira. Yep. Still with an errant trauma, but that's okay. Uh, we kind of... You spent enough stress in that that I'm going to say that we're even Stevens for that now. Mm-hmm. But So, you address the challenge with deception or influence. Definitely um, happened, at yeah. least with you uh, kind of keeping the, uh, the, the store minders, the attendants, there you go, mm-hmm. uh, in order. And also uh, your, your specific... Specific sway role that managed to completely neutralize uh, at least one of the threats and at dispense of the other that were yeah. looming over you in the party. And this um, also, like, the old... Uh, talking to the old man and just being friendly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you served your, you did your job as the party face amicably. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go ahead and mark two experience for, for all that. Okay. Um, cool. And that's going to be in playbook advancement, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you express your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. Um, I, I, I think, like... The loyalty thing was was a thing that came up, like how angry Ira got with Jenis, just being. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did, and you played that up with how you with how you knew her already as yeah. well. So yeah, take one for that. Take one for that. Okay. And you struggled with issues from your vice or traumas during the session. Um, I was pretty reckless. <laughs> um, the recklessness was specifically cited as the reason that uh, they like actually tried to flirt with Jenneth mm-hmm. as opposed to just getting information. Flirt with Jenneth. Okay, don't sure. I don't know if that counts as struggling with, but it did happen. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be lax and say struggled with issues can be uh, stretched to it informed RP. And mm. more than that, like, uh, Ira, like, put, pointed a gun at Mercy, which was <laughs> the great <That's> thing. <laughs> like... 
I will say, I, I, I will say, at least between the two of those, we can give you the one, mm-hmm. clear your playbook advancement, and now you can pick a playbook advance. Woo! So you, uh, I believe you just get a special ability. I think that's it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's the special abilities. Yeah, I'm gonna. I also take... think you get some stash for advancing, but I don't remember. Okay, mm. I would. Like I, to I have know to look. That. I have. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, at least if you have a special ability in mind, pick it, and I can see if there's other stuff uh, between recordings and update that for you. Yeah, so but... I'm going to do the one that I should have done first anyways, which is Rook's Gambit, where I take two stress to use my best action in a role rather than what the actual action that I'm doing. Oh, oh, no. oh, oh that's, that's good. Yeah, that's very strong. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're I would say if you're able to get consort or sway up to three pips. Yeah, uh, I don't think you can do I'm four real close. Upgrades, I think but... right when I fill up the resolve. Um, when you get the resolve, you can definitely pick one of them up to three. I think you need a specific crew upgrade to be able to do four. Mm. I believe, uh, but we'll figure that out. It's not like it's going to be super relevant anytime soon. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, cool. So you take Rook's Gambit, and off-air, I'll figure out if there's anything else I need to slap into your sheet. Okay, cool. Um, last but not least, we can go over the crew. And hopefully this time we'll actually do the experience, right? Uh, for the crew. So, crew advancement. Execute a successful espionage, sabotage, or theft. You know what? We stole some shit. Thanks, Arden. <laughs> I'll say yes. <laughs> you stole some shit, and you won a fight that you didn't pick. As far as I'm concerned, that is at least one successful espionage, sabotage, or theft. Thank you. I will give you at least one for that. We did cool. definitely sabotage an, an assassination attempt. <laughs> hey, there you go. Um, contend with challenges above your current station. Yeah, I would mm-hmm. think so. No fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and give you two for that. Because uh, I think there's a lot of challenges in that situation that were above your current station. Probably continue to be, probably will be forever, uh, on account of who's paying what money to get you killed. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's fun. Uh, bolster your crew's reputation. That certainly the fuck happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm just going to give you two for every successful one, because our sessions are usually one heist anyway. So right. I'm going to give you an extra one for the first one, and two for this one as well. Yes! Jeez, nice. Yeah, I mean, we're, 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 we're close to the end, guys. There's not a whole <laughs> lot of this left, so if they get some oh, more what? upgrades, that's cool by me. <laughs> um, and then express the goals, drives, inner conflict, or essential nature of the crew. Um, our, you, you know what? This was all about getting revenge yeah. on... Someone who double crossed us on so someone I, who's who's been part who's been re- related to your crew since character generation, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so that's a, I would say that's at least one. I'll I'll give you I'll give you the the double for that as well cool. because nice. again I'm, I'm just gonna play Lucy Goosey with the crew book advancement because it's <laughs> otherwise. Uh, yeah, and y'all are a good two pips from crew crew advancement, but that's after cool. having nothing in crew advancement and having leveled up like a session ago. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Okay. This is a very educational ass whooping. <laughs> we have learned a lot, and now we know who really wants us dead, and it extremely sucks, actually. And ne- next time on Big Gay Nerds, we're going to have what's probably going to be the uh, most shit going on downtime episode we've ever had in Blades and Dark. Yeah. So look forward to that. I'm excited. <laughs> All right. Yes. So, Thank you, Saturn, the- for running. If oh, these yes. episodes had names, the next one would probably be called Plate Spinning.
Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Alexander Messick, Calvin Cox, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Jack Toops, Jarnope, John the Book Hoarder, Lori Dean, MC Verdandi, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Sean Kelleher, Thor Holmquist, and Trashy May. If you would like to join their ranks and gain access to special content, simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the Lauded Gay Nerds tier. If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word on social media. We're at Big Gay Nerdscast on Twitter and just Big Gay Nerds on Tumblr and Facebook.